0: and welcome to geeks unleashed episode 135 i'm jasmine
1: and i'm mark and each week on the geeks unleashed podcast we bring you some geeky news we catch up on our pop culture lives and we bring you a review of something uh adapted from the comic book or gaming world
0: but before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would also love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser.
1: Uh, also, please feel free to donate any of your hard-earned cash towards our Ko-Fi and just help mm-hmm. run this uh, podcast for your listening pleasure. So, yes. Um, um, before we get started, though, Jasmine, has things like you went away last week?
0: I did. I uh, went on a little road trip, did a bit of driving. Found this most random Batman coloring book. So people that are just listening on the podcast, you can't see it, but like this is basically like the trade volume one version of Batman Hush, the entire comic, and it's all in black and white in here. And basically, you can just like color in the entire comic. This thing cost me a dollar ninety nine, and I was like, hell yeah, you're coming home with me. So I might be into some Batman coloring here pretty soon.
1: So that was on the road trip? Like, you, what, what shop was Yeah,
0: because, you know, like, you, you go on road trips and then you stop on the side of the road at random places that you don't have in your own city. So mm. I can't even remember the name of this place, but it's, like, one of those kind of like a big lots for the Americans that are listening. It's a, a store like that, but that was not what this place was called. Uh, and everything in there was just kind of discounted but still new. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they had a, they had a book section and this was one of the books that I picked up. So they had a oh, ton yeah. of comics too. They had a ton of like Batgirl comics. I don't know. Maybe they had some kind of deal with DC. Cause the only comics they had were all DC comics, but
1: it was cool. Was the, the, the shop like a charity shop or like,
0: a... no, it wasn't like that. It's kind of like, so like over here we have places like TJ Maxx and Ross and like, Oh Yeah. All of those places get the defects. So like mm-hmm. if there's something wrong with a name brand item, if they can't sell it at the department stores, then they ship it to these places. So it was one of those places where it's like things are listed as defective. So I have no idea what the defect is in this in this coloring book. Like I don't know. I think I
1: don't think it's just a defective stuff. I think it's like, oh, they've got sometimes like five left. And they're yeah. like no, no, you know, we can't get rid of them. So they send them out to places like that or right. whatever um and yeah so oh did you grab any comics or not
0: no because i wasn't really interested in any of the comics they they had a lot of superman stuff uh which i don't read superman um so yeah the batman coloring book but though i was like because i have some of those like adult coloring books but it's all like the mandalas and those kinds of things like really abstract kind of coloring pieces but i've never had an actual like batman coloring book so this is gonna be pretty fun I love I, coloring, by the way. This is not just like a random, like I've always loved coloring. Um, so I'm excited.
1: <laughs> You're making me now think about buying one. Like I've got, it'd be quite cool, I think, to have. Um, you should look for them. Like, I, yeah, I can imagine like relaxing and doing it and stuff like that. So like. I'll let know you know. I
0: don't, I don't actually find it that relaxing, but it just helps me kind of focus on something else other than whatever is going on in my brain um so it's a good distraction to me
1: i suppose it'd be quite good if you're on a like a zoom presentation or something it stops you from maybe doing other work when you should be concentrating on the zoom but your hands can do something like if you're yeah uh, or at, at least
0: to the zoom it looks like you're taking notes because you're coloring <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that too yeah um, but i guess it helps with the fidgety thingy like if you're yeah. fidgety so, yeah which uh, i do get fidgety so um so I I haven't really done well actually no I have done a lot I've watched a lot of movies and TV and stuff but actually movies I've mainly stuck to movies over the last few weeks but over the last sort of ten days but I won't mention all of them because we'll
0: get there fun. eventually
1: yeah yeah we'll get we'll get there but um and the one I'm going to mention is not. Uh, the best one of all of them. I'm going to save that because I think Jasmine is going to watch it. So yeah, I'm a little behind, guys. About. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, the one I do want to shout out uh, is um, Bird Box Barcelona. So did okay. you watch the first Bird Box?
0: Absolutely not. It looks oh. entirely too stressful. <laughs> and it, like, should... I feel the same way about A Quiet Place. I never would have watched A Quiet Place if we hadn't covered it for the podcast. Like, that is just... That's too tense. It's too tense. I don't um, enjoy those kinds of films.
1: So, do you know any of the premise of Bird Box or not?
0: I don't know. It has something to do with you can't look at the things, and if the things see your eyes, then you die.
1: Uh, so basically, if you're in a in a house like right now where I am, all the blinds are closed, you're fine. Um, but if you leave the house, you have to leave blindfolded. You can't you can't see the things mm-hmm. now. I I don't know what the percentage is, but like ninety nine percent of the people that see whatever it is end up. I was going to say, but end up dead, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there is a small percentage of the population that become kind of psychotic, rather than they don't they don't die. They they basically they. They, they have this desire to get other people to open their eyes and see what they see. Mm. Um, and uh, in the first film that, uh, in the first bird box with Sundry Bollock, like um, they, 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 you know, they come across a group of them who are obviously kind of a nemesis, so to speak. But, uh, this film hasn't been out that long. So the next part I say could be a spoiler, so I don't know where to hold it back, but let's just say that they, okay, I won't, I won't ruin it. Let, let's just say that um, the, the people that can see uh, those things, they take a slightly different, um, what was it? They slightly different approach with those people, or one in particular, during mm-hmm. this movie, and it, it makes it quite an interesting turn of events during the movie. Uh, so it, it, adds, it, it, was a good, it was a good approach. I liked it. I liked what they did with it. Um, and they do wrap up the movie. It, it has a, you know, a start and an a ending. journey and an end. Yeah. However, after they wrap up the sort of, you know how it is with these type of films. They end mm-hmm. up with a large group of, say, seven or eight of them. And by the end, there's only <laughs>
0: yeah a couple Four, left. If even yeah, there's only, <laughs> yeah.
1: like, well, well, less than that. Uh, they managed to get to safety. So yeah. in, bo- in both both films, that they have a, a sort of an area that's safe. So in the last in the first film, there was a uh, an area which was kind of hidden away, and large groups of people could congregate, and it was they had all plant life or whatever. In this second film, it's very similar. It's in the mountains, etc. And uh, one of the girls who gets to safety, um, they they take um, a sample of her blood, and they're asking what it's for. And they kind of, then they fade away from her. And I think that's basically her done now. However, then they then go to some scientists who are trying to come up with a vaccine for being, a- being able to look at these, creatures, these weird things out there um, to adapt their DNA. And that's kind of how it ends. So I was <laughs> like, oh, that's interesting. So we had this standalone film with Sandra Bullock, and then we've had this other film that's almost standalone, except for mm-hmm. the last sort of 30 seconds. Interesting. That um, kind of sounds
0: like Sweet Tooth. Where they're trying to find a fix for the problem that is plaguing the world.
1: Well, it's just well to be honest, even like The Walking Dead, isn't it? Like it's just you know, it, clearly they saw Bird Box did well, yeah. So they well, thought, yeah. And then they thought, well, let's make another one. And let's this, do it again. The only thing I'd say with this one is it felt cheaper than the last one. So oh, okay. I, I not it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I actually did really enjoy it, and I sat there and watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So. It, you know it is um not an English film so you can either watch it dubbed or um I'll be honest I it came on dubbed in English and it took me a while to realise it was dubbed mm. so like so I was like twenty minutes in I was like it doesn't seem oh I guess okay so Barcelona so it's a Spanish production yeah 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 so gotcha. but I didn't I, but I didn't realise straight away so whoever dubbed it I would say did a fairly good job. Mm-hmm. and it was like about 20 minutes in I was like the English doesn't seem to be lining up but <laughs> quite so, so well
0: off here. Like,
1: yeah yeah that was about 20 minutes in and I was like something doesn't seem right and then because I was 20 minutes in I was like oh I'm not going to change it now yeah like, Cause then that would just throw me off because then I'll like I won't recognize their voices now so yeah um but anyway there you go I enjoyed it I think it's worth watching Okay. Maybe Jasmine, you should challenge yourself to nope. watch them.
0: Nah, so, I'm good, man. I'm good. I don't like the <laughs> I don't like the way those high tension things make me feel. Um
1: it's it, so it was surreal, it's just one more thing about it. Like in the first film they showed this was um they would they had they came into a house right mm-hmm. i had a garage and there was a car in the garage and you were able to get from the house into the garage so what they did was they newspapered up all the windows and they got a sat nav in there and they used a sat nav to drive from their town to like a shopping mall or whatever it was and like <laughs> you can imagine it as you're driving just you know like hit something get caro going you know like it's just can you imagine how stressful it must be to drive a car and blindfolded it, up, and essentially I just, yeah well, yeah, blindfolded because they obviously can't see through all the windows. So they, they've they have they they've papered them up. How crazy is that? Like to drive and not see where you're going.
0: I mean, but how do you know you're not like hitting a wall or
1: well, the sat they're using the sat nav, so they're obviously going on the roads, but you would have to really, really stick to the sat nav. Um yeah, so... but if it's
0: an apocalypse, that means there's like abandoned cars on the road, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. So that's what I mean. They must like all of a sudden smash into a car. Or <laughs> Uh, No, thank you. (laughs) I think they, I think they did both. I think they did get to and from the mall. From what I remember, it was a while ago that I saw this film. But
0: Mm. but yeah. Anyway, no, I've always skipped it on purpose. So some of the things that I've been watching, I actually uh, started watching a bit of anime. So this month, the month of July, I've been challenging myself to try to hit ten thousand steps a day, which is really flipping hard when you have a desk job and a commute. So it's like i have to get up early in the morning before work and hit the treadmill and so while i'm on the treadmill i've started watching this anime on netflix called yoamushi pedal and it's a sports anime which i love sports anime like i think they're probably my favorite genre of anime um but it's about this high school cycling club and so it's just been like a lot of fun and i'll watch two episodes in the morning on the treadmill before work get my steps in at work and then when i come home from work i watch one more episode to finish off my steps for the day so i've been working my way slowly through this anime, which has been helpful because it's a sports anime. It's about cycling. It's about these kids learning how to push themselves to the limits. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can walk another like
1: your steps. In, in the What's the treadmill doing in the gym?
0: No, I have a walk pad here oh, okay. in my All apartment. Right, okay. So it's not like a full-size treadmill. It's one of those really small ones. It does not go very fast. Uh, but it also like cannot run for an extended period of time. Like 30 minutes is the limit per, per like walking session. Mm-hmm. Um So it, I don't get very far. So I get about three thousand steps on that at a time. Uh, But like it's habit stacking, right? So like I'm getting my steps in, and I get to watch anime at the same time. So that's been what I've been doing. And then I've been reading on webtoons. I totally just binged in the past two days. I just finished reading Daytime Star, which it's like right now it's still kind of in the post or epilogue phase. Uh, So I think it's on episode seventy-seven. And I just binged all seventy-six of the previous episodes of the past two days. So that one was a that was a fun read.
1: That's cool. Do you know I haven't read anything for like two weeks, which I feel pretty crappy about. So I need to try and make up for that. But I've watched a lot of stuff. So Yeah,
0: you've been watching. Yeah, I mean you've been really knocking some stuff off the list of the of the TV watch list.
1: Well, yeah, I tried I tried to get through um i i think it what what it was is it occurred to me that we're almost at august mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't want to get to um i didn't want to get to the
0: December. end of the year
1: be like i haven't and seen
0: it, any of these
1: yeah because I, I, you know like when everyone releases the best of so i'm mm-hmm. like oh, there's like eight of these i haven't even looked at and right like, right so i won't i won't do any reviews here but i literally have watched the mother i've watched the extraction one and two um <laughs> uh i've watched mission impossible 7 i've watched bird box barcelona transformers rise of the beast and i've probably watched a bunch of other things as well and um but i will talk about them another time but yeah no i've kind of been crossing off the movies
0: yeah look at you go
1: yeah no it's, well, it's funny, <laughs> so. um anyway we're going to move over to our what what we call the main event the
0: meat and potatoes
1: yes so three weeks running we went back in time to um The original Batman franchise well movie franchise Mm -hmm. we are now on movie three and we've entered the Joel Schumacher era Tim Burton oh um, boy stepped away and (laughs) uh (laughs) so Batman Forever 1995 I was I think 14 when this came out so it's written by Lee Batchelor Batchelor Janet Scott Batchelor probably related husband Uh, and wife yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Akiva Goldsman. And it was directed by none other than, um, the, unfortunately, he's gone now, but Joel Schumacher. Um, and it's based off of DC characters by Bob Kane and Bill Finger.
0: And it stars, we got a new Batman this time, so it stars Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell, and then we've got some returning faces in Michael Goh and Pat Hingle. I think those might be the only two returning from the first two movies
1: uh yeah because pat hinger uh, was He's um, the commissioner commissioner yeah and then michael is uh, alfred yeah, alfred yeah so mm-hmm. you know i think you're right i think those are the only returning characters although to be fair yeah. they were the only returning from the first one too so oh I yeah remember. uh right okay first appearance is batman detective comics may 1939 2 Face detective comics 66 which is in august 1942 uh the riddler quite a bit later in detective comics 140 and that was october 1948 dick grayson dick grayson made his first appearance as robin in detective comics 38 which was 1940 so uh a year after batman
0: showed mm-hmm. up i think uh, catwoman actually came before most of those people catwoman i think was right after batman she was was pretty early
1: yeah yeah they were it's quite it's quite weird to think of those iconic characters came out quite early on yeah you know? um this release date to be precise was the 16th of June nineteen 1990-
0: ninety-five. 19- oh,
1: 1995 I was like about <laughs> to read that out then I was like 1995 <laughs> Uh, running time: one hundred and seventeen minutes. Budget was a hundred million US dollars. And at the box office made three hundred thirty-six point six million, which was actually seventy million more than the previous movie.
0: But the budget was higher. How,
1: how did that happen? Why, so. And um, anyway, that and shockingly uh, or unsurprisingly, sorry, that's why we got a fourth <clears throat> movie. So,
0: oh, they should. They, I mean, really, they should have yeah. stopped. <laughs> we'll get to the fourth movie uh next week but
1: yeah it's yeah but money wise isn't it it's like money, yeah so.
0: of course it is um so about the getting into the fun facts which is like my favorite part of the episodes nowadays so the money issue the the one of the biggest problems they said with the second film was it was not marketable like it wasn't merchandisable um to a younger audience because it was so hypersexualized, so they really wanted to do a complete 180 from that one um and on the one hand they did because this one feels like a neon fever dream but also like chase meridian was just like a sex kitten like i don't know how you didn't think that that was just as sexualized as Catwoman, but anyway um just so wasn't they in,
1: just wasn't in leather she was just in short black skirts like yeah you know.
0: or you know when she turned on the bat signal in lingerie like oh yeah
1: that, that was ridiculous as well anyway <laughs> uh
0: but yeah so they intentionally went after themes and color schemes and costumes that would sell so everything that they did for this film was meant to be something that kids could buy or parents could buy for their kids Um, which i thought was super interesting uh one of the ways that they described it was they wanted to promote this film to the mtv generation as they say back in the early 90s or mid 90s the mtv generation so they were really trying to appeal to like the tweens and teens of the time which I'm i'm not gonna lie it worked on me like i of of the even though batman returns was my favorite of these films like this film Batman Forever is the one that I have seen probably like a hundred times I watched this film so much as a kid that when I was re-watching it for this episode like I could still recite this film line for line what? like same inflection same every like it was so I just forgot like I forgot how many times I had seen this film um so all right so Tim Burns out they're bringing in a new director again to do to do better about merchandising two of the other directors that they considered for this film sam raimi which you may recognize the name from spider-man um and john mctiernan yes. which john mctiernan you might recognize from predator and i believe Die Hard. uh so that seems like a very that's a big gap like those are those are some very different kind of directors. But as soon as I found that out, I was like, it would have been hella interesting to see a John McTiernan film, or John McTiernan's take on Batman. I think, I think we probably would have gotten something a lot closer to that Pattinson Batman film that we got recently, versus this neon nightmare <laughs> that we ended I think, up getting I, in '95. I, I, think,
1: I think Sam or John would have been a far better choice. So,
0: well, don't forget, Sam did spider-man 3 so he's the one that gave us that emo toby Maguire. so i'm not so sure
1: i, I mean look did one, <laughs> one and two were good
0: yeah two was fantastic two is fantastic um <clears throat> anyway so wb decided to reach out to schumacher because he had just come off of the client which back in the day like that was my jam that was the that was one of those films of coming out at the same time as like the pelican brief and the firm it's like john grisham novels being turned into films anyway Tim Burton apparently approved of Joel Schumacher stepping in behind him. And Tim Burton was still a producer on this film, even though he did not take the helm. I don't know about that. I just said I'd I don't know. So, all right. Initially, Keaton was signed on to do this third film. So he made five million for the first film. He made 10 million for Batman Returns. They offered him 15 million to do this film. And as they started reworking the script and redoing all of these things, Michael Keaton was like, yo, I'm out. Like, this is not my idea of Batman. I don't want to do this. And so he left after they had already started casting some of these other roles. Um, Oh, but also like when Michael Keaton was cast, they had this idea, or the writers at the time, those writers got the boot as well, uh, that they were going to do something a bit more dark and they were kind of going to go back to the beginning and they were trying to adapt frank miller's year one batman and wb was like nah mm -mm. we don't want we don't want serious we don't want to go back in time we want to sell merchandise (laughs) and so they were like we don't care about story or plot or any of that we want to sell merchandise and so that is what they got okay but but my favorite parts so the drama behind the scenes here a lot of these guys did not get along with each other at all okay tommy lee jones specifically called out by several people uh was notably hard to work with on this set and at one point was even rumored to have said to jim carrey um hold on let me find the quote let me see he said he hated him and that he could not sanction his buffoonery <laughs> but in my head i'm like but he's playing a character called the riddler i i feel like there has to be some level of buffoonery with a character like that like
1: you have not seen the new batman film yet i so have
0: not I'm that
1: not. that riddler is very different to this riddler
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, Jim Carrey was a bit, like, out there as far as Riddlers go, for sure. Uh, So Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey didn't get along. Joel Schumacher and Val Kilmer didn't get along. Joel Schumacher said that Val Kilmer was childish and impossible to work with. Uh, There were rumors that he fought with the crew and was rude to people. And when Joel Schumacher told Val Kilmer to stop being rude, Val Kilmer just stopped talking to him. (laughs) Uh, And also Joel Schumacher, which is interesting because Joel Schumacher and Tommy Tommy Lee Jones had just worked together on The Client. But Joel Schumacher said that he was really sick of Tommy Lee Jones's attitude and he was tired of dealing with overpaid, overprivileged actors. And he prayed that he would never have to work with them again. So... It was contentious behind the scenes between all of these characters, apparently. So Batman didn't get along with the director. And then the Riddler and Two-Face, who were villains that they pushed together, didn't get along with each other. Um, and and as far as casting rumors, so once Keaton had dropped out, well, okay, before Keaton had dropped out, they had cast Chase Meridian as Renee Russo. And... Renee Russo at the time was probably uh, in the Lethal Weapon films, so she mm-hmm. was riding that high. Um, but when they, when Keaton dropped out, they decided, okay, fine. If Keaton's not going to do it, then we want to go with a younger Batman. And when they decided to go with a younger Batman, they decided that they wanted a younger Chase Meridian. So they gave Renee Russo the boot. They said, you're too old. Bye. Of course, because they always do that to women in Hollywood, right? Yeah. So she gets the boot and they looked at quite a few other actresses uh for that part before finally settling on Nicole Kidman. Now, as far as Batman goes, when Keaton dropped out, the first person that they offered this role to was Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke read some of the scripts and he was like, nah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Um but he did later go back and say that he kind of wished he had, that he had accepted the part. So, some of these names are just wild to me. Okay, let me just run through all of the other Batmans that they were considering johnny depp which obviously because johnny depp is the godfather to tim burton's children so tim burton was really really pushing hard for johnny depp to be batman um okay. I don't know. daniel day lewis ray fines kurt russell tom freaking hanks can you imagine tom hanks as batman i can't imagine it i can't uh,
1: no, that wouldn't work. i can't
0: get there no. at all uh alec baldwin billy baldwin and this one was just wild to me keanu freaking reeves they were considering keanu reeves to play batman
1: maybe in a serious one like not this
0: yeah so funny enough though ethan hawk did voice an animated batman and keanu reeves did voice an animated batman at some point so uh, i just thought that was wild like Daniel Day-Lewis? Why would you even, like, how do you even have the gall to pick up the phone and call Daniel Day-Lewis' agent with this neon abomination and be like, yo, man, do you want to come be in our Batman film? (laughs) Like, I can't, I can't even, Daniel Day-Lewis, like, wow, that one was just way too much for me. Anyway, so those are, those are the fun facts I got for you guys for this film.
1: Well, there's a lot there. Like, honestly, I, yeah, there's a lot to digest there.
0: Oh, I forgot. Dean Kane. They had also considered Dean Kane, but Dean Kane had been doing Superman at the time. And they were like, you can't be Superman and Batman. So he got the boot.
1: Well, it's weird that they considered him for it. Considering, yeah. Well, I bet they're glad they didn't go Dean Kane now. Really. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's not very well thought. Talk
0: but... about putting your foot in your mouth.
1: Why? Uh, yeah, people do do that, unfortunately. When you're... <laughs> We've had this conversation a few times. If you're going to be famous, just be careful with what you say.
0: Yeah. Or tweet. Uh, or, you know, anything, really.
1: Yeah. I just I'd think, like, don't
0: be a raging racist asshole. How I mean, that? yeah,
1: obviously don't <laughs> be a racist or any kind of phobic. Like, yeah. uh, And whilst you can't stop people from being those things, which i would prefer they weren't by the way if you are going to be those things keep it to yourself <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> no no like, they don't do that anymore
1: <laughs> I, I mean i don't, personally obviously i don't agree with people being those things but i appreciate this isn't the world we live in no. so if those people could at least just be quiet like, yes
0: sit down and shut up <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh that's probably the main thing just you know
0: what, crawl back saying? into your little hole and be miserable all by yourself don't drag that the that, rest
1: what, of us into it what, what's that saying if you can't say anything nice don't say yeah anything
0: don't say anything at all,
1: anything at all. Uh, uh, excuse so anyway there's a lot to digest there and i would say it is a shame that keaton dropped out um
0: oh uh, but i mean sh- but final yeah. product rightfully so
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and it's a, sh- but it's a shame that warner brothers was so driven by merchandise it, but it yes. is of that time because yes they they would make you know cartoons and films based off yeah. of, of, of toy product lines you know mm-hmm. think about think about he-man which we've covered in detail before like uh, and um and to be fair i as a child <clears throat> i mentioned this in the last episode did have batman and catwoman
0: yeah
1: and i have <clears throat> in a drawer in my garage several of the batman figures from this movie and the next movie so it did work yeah I, it as worked. A, as a, I bought Batman figures back then, so I was aging out of, of playing with toys, but who doesn't love Batman? So right, exactly. I, I was like, I would go into these shops and see these Batman figures, and I was like, I've got to buy these. Yeah, so, got to have
0: one. Got to have one. Yeah. See, I, no. you you did that. I collected, like, they would put these figures, like, in Happy Meals, or, like, in the hmm. Burger King Kids Meals, and so I would make my parents take me to Burger King or McDonald's, and I would collect all of the free toys that came in the Kids Meals.
1: That's. I find that kids' meals now have rubbish toys. Like, I, yeah,
0: kids, well, because there's not as much like cross merchandising anymore, like there was back then.
1: Oh, they just know they just release real, real cheap, cheap. Like, yeah. honestly, they they put no effort in like they used to. Now they're yeah. obviously trying to trying to bloody save money. But anyway, um, yeah, the the casting choices here are crazy. Yeah, uh, I do I do think they, um. The choice of uh chase was probably better suited to val kilmer i don't know if renee russo would have gone well against val kilmer um i mean she's a strong actress but i equally think she probably wasn't a good choice for the movie overall considering the final product
0: i think she would have been against keaton because i think oh yeah no no no, no, she would have been against
1: keaton but i don't think she would have suited against val kilmer no um so
0: unfortunately
1: anyway um oh actually there is another thing i want to say off your fun facts I actually think a Batman year one with Keaton would have been flipping awesome. Yes, exactly. Right. If they would have done a prequel to the first Batman, Batman year one with Keaton, that would have been phenomenal. Right. So good. And so that's the Um, thing. Like
0: that's what, that's what the original writers wanted. The writers wanted to do it that way. And the studio was just like, Nope, it's not going to sell. It's not going to sell. So they decided to put nipples on the bat suits instead because good job guys.
1: Yeah, they, they were trying to move away from that sexualization thing. Like mm. anyway, uh, summary from IMDb: Batman must battle former District Attorney Harvey Dent, who is now Two Face, and Edward Nigma, the Riddler, with help from <laughs> an amorous psychologist and a, <laughs> amorous like, okay, uh, and a young circus acrobat. Who becomes his sidekick robin.
0: So. IMDB, if you anybody that works at IMDB ever listens to our podcast, can you please reach out to us? Because we w- I really want to know. Like I wanna I want to interview the person that is paid to write these summaries. I want to do that. So Amorous. IMDB, please, please call us. Made me laugh.
1: Uh yeah, that did make me laugh. Amorous <laughs> psychologist. I had to, I was tripping over that word then. I was like, what did they actually write that? Right. Anyway, right. Overall thoughts on this movie. you um, first. Already, I was about to say you first. Okay. You first, you first. Um, I would say of the, really weirdly, I think of the four Batman films, this is probably the one I watched the least. I actually think the Bat- Batman and Robin one I watched more. Um, and I know, I think I have similar opinions on both, but I think I may have watched the fourth one more, probably because of Alicia Silverstone, like, at a time. like so, <laughs> at the time. Like, oh no, she's still lovely now, but like, at the time... You know, it was that clueless era, and
0: man, oh man, I love clueless so So, much.
1: uh, And that's clearly why she was in the forefront. But anyway, to come back to this movie, when I rewatched this, uh, I've got to be honest with you, I forgot how terrible it was. It's Um, pretty bad. It's a really, really, really really bad movie and um it is up there with man thing and spawn
0: i would not go that far at all i wouldn't go that far and
1: jonah hex is in that bag of terrible films unfortunately yeah yeah it's there there. no
0: way (laughs) nothing is as bad as Man thing
1: man though i know man thing is the worst (laughs) like i i think it's like if i was to rate them at the moment man thing is the worst then Spawn, then Jonah Hex, and then this. Like at the moment, that is the worst. I'm sure there are more terrible superhero films. Hey, I out feel there.
0: like this film and Spawn came out at around the same time, so like those are two films that very much stuck with me.
1: Yeah, good, better, no, otherwise.
0: It? But I mean, like, I I definitely don't think that they're that awful. Yeah,
1: this is a bad, bad film. <laughs> um, however, so it, it, like in honesty, there are some things in here. I actually think Val Kilmer played. Batman fairly well. I would agree.
0: I would agree
1: with um, that. I think he played Bruce Wayne fairly well. Mm -hmm. I think it had a very, very good introduction, action-packed sequence at the beginning with him and Two-Face. I did actually enjoy that, like the whole safe thing and all Mm -hmm. the rest of it. I thought that was actually a really strong start to the film. I was glad that we walked in with the villain already established. I thought Mm -hmm. that was was a unique move, considering our previous two had Mm -hmm. origin... For Joker right. and Catwoman and Penguin and stuff like that. I liked that we walked into this crazy sequence with Two Face. I thought that yeah. was good. Now, in all honesty, um hated everything with Jim Carrey. Thought that was awful. I thought he was awful. Um, I understand why he was in it because at the time he was
0: He was the shit. guy.
1: He was like hot shit in Hollywood. He was, you know, dumb and dumb the Mars. He was you know, the you know. guy. Ace ventura. ace ventura Ace Ventura. he would like literally he was doing blockbuster after blockbuster so it's probably like yeah. what can we do to get ace ventura uh ace ventura jim carrey in and yeah they obviously had this role which he he unfortunately just oh it was just he really really hammed it up and yeah it was just oh, i don't know um there's so many things like i was questioning his whole weird tv box thing how it had some tower
0: yeah that head. whole like, plot point like, was just oh, bizarre
1: such, it was such a weird plot point and and i didn't enjoy and again it was forcing the villains together i did not enjoy two-face and and the riddler teaming up and the unnecessary team-ups and the, i'll be honest with you i was lost with the whole motivation of what they were doing and
0: right um
1: i, I felt at the point where they introduced so i felt sorry i felt with two-face it was actually a fairly strong introduction and i felt like the Batman and Two-Faces as enemies was actually quite cool. However, then when the Riddler came in, it was like they just pushed Two-Face uh, pushed Two-Face aside, and then the interactions of Two-Face and the Riddler I felt were fairly weak. And yes. suddenly, suddenly the Riddler became the main central focus point, and Tommy Lee Jones' character Two-Face got really pushed to almost like supporting role. Yeah, that's that's how how it felt to be honest with you. Now the interactions of Chase and Val Kilmer she was definitely like you just said brought in a sex kitten mm-hmm. uh, her her, her storylines were, were fairly weak uh, now don't get me wrong the idea of Bruce Wayne going to a psychologist actually it is fairly feasible. I mean it
0: could be useful I would think <laughs>
1: uh, and he's, and I, I would have thought in the comics he actually no I have read I have actually read a story where he's gone to a psychiatrist now I, I think those things actually are quite helpful but her doing the whole weird oh. Nick Jay thing on the yeah roof with, the, with the thing yeah and, and also her being interested in Batman and Bruce Wayne like, yeah. we've seen it we've done it could you just you know could you just not have had maybe more of a normal relationship with Bruce Wayne I don't know like it was fine um I thought I thought Nicole Kidman actually played that role with what they gave her well and, yeah and you know that was it. Do you Know the person I enjoyed actually. I know we to about characters, but I did enjoy Alfred. Um, I mean,
0: what's not to like? He's yeah. he's a perfect Alfred, honestly. That's the a, only good, other Alfred that comes close to him is Michael Kane.
1: Uh, he has some good one liners, like oh, I might go back to Buckingham Palace. Like, yeah, blah, blah. Like, he has a <laughs> good one, he has some good one liners in there. So, look, I wouldn't say, whilst would also say it's terrible, there's moments in there that you enjoy. Uh, I oh, actually, uh, I mean, we'll talk about favorite scenes, but I did quite like actually the introduction of chris o'donnell as robin whilst oh think, the
0: flying grayson's
1: yeah i did like that but also i liked how he 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 was the one to discover batman uh he wanted to discover it and did the uh, uh um aerobics and flew mm-hmm. through the basically flew through the house pretty much and gate crashed into the Batcave. cave i thought that was cool so uh, you know like i say there's a bit of nostalgia in here because i did go to the cinema and watch this as a kid and i did have a lot of the toys from when i was a kid and and you know at the time i thought this was a brilliant film as, as a much older oh person, yeah
0: yeah no this film doesn't age well at all at all
1: anyway what what's your summary of your thoughts on this
0: uh pretty similar i think uh i really enjoyed this as a kid like i said this is probably the one that i have seen the most mm-hmm. and a lot of jim carrey's lines just so fun to say out loud i like i'm super glad i watched this movie again recently by myself because i literally talked through the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) um so it was kind of fun to just relive the nostalgia of it but like looking at this film through a 2023 lens this movie is terrible like it just the dialogue doesn't hold up the the action sequences are not there. the The CGI not so much. But the practice, I will say though, that the practical makeup in here, I thought was really was done really well. Like Two Face is actually very well put together, even though it's super, super, super comicky. Um, it's put together really well. So I think the extremes that they put Tommy Lee Jones through, um, like the extreme outfits that he wore, versus like in if you look at Batman the animated series, that Two Face was kind of dapper, like on on both sides, right? He was it was just kind of like a black and white theme. Uh, whereas this Tommy Lee Jones were like neon pink leopard print, or you know, like I I thought that them upping his extreme game was pretty interesting. Um, I actually enjoyed Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. I Hated to have to read all the behind the scenes stuff about him being kind of a schmuck. That so yeah. that was no fun. But uh also, like, did you notice Drew Barrymore had such a bit part in this movie? Oh
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when sorry, do you know even at the time when it came out, I was like, that's mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore. Right. Like, it
0: almost felt like scream. Like, why are you here? Like you're literally here for five minutes. And then I couldn't you... work out why she was in it
1: for such a small part.
0: Yeah, me like. neither. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. But like overall, I thought valcomer did a really good job. I thought he looked the part um i think he was probably as close to keaton as they could get because i thought when they were in the bat suit they looked very similar like they have a similar like lower face profile so in the suit you can almost squint and feel like it's michael keaton uh but like his bruce wayne i i did not like at all i thought his bruce wayne was terrible
1: um i i felt i felt well I, i didn't mind it but i felt like it was almost like he was consistent he was bruce wayne and batman there was no change kind of in the mannerisms or the yeah. voice, or the voice especially the voice it was the same voice yeah like he he didn't he didn't do the michael keaton or yeah the deep uh, voice yeah, yeah the deep, he didn't do the deep voice
0: or the christian bale growl
1: the christian, yeah the christian bale obviously did the best batman voice but <laughs> Like he there was no there was no difference in the tone, which made me think, how on earth has Chase not realized this? So
0: Yeah. Uh. So I mean overall I think this is super campy. Um, but it is so fun with the one-liners, with the zingers, with the um the like the dialogue is not that great, but I thought that they used what they had to great effect. I think Jim Carrey as the riddler, I don't know how much of his stuff was ad-libbed, but like That was a perfect part for him because there was so much of him in the character um or so much of the jim carrey that we are used to from that time period right so like with jim carrey's riddler we got exactly what we expected from a jim carrey part um and i think he's probably the only one that delivered exactly what we were kind of looking for i wish they would have just picked a hairstyle though like Every time you saw him, his hair was completely different. And I'm just like, so is he wearing wigs? Like, is the Riddler just deciding, like, oh, I'm going to wear this wig today and I'm going to wear this wig. I just could not quite figure out why they couldn't give him a style to stick with. Um, but yeah, it, it just doesn't hold up. Like, I remember loving this movie a lot as a kid, but this, it does not at all hold up. It was not an enjoyable experience to go through it this time around. I'll I'll say that.
1: No, I, I was at, I think it was at the point where Jim Carrey's doing his stupid stuff with the box and, you know, sticking it on his head or mm-hmm. whatever he's doing, and I was like, this is just awful. Mm-hmm. I was like, like really, I thought this is just, just absolutely dire. Um. Anyway, the, But yeah, I actually forgot to comment on uh, the huge difference between Gotham City and Batman One and Batman and Batman Returns versus mm-hmm. Batman Forever this this was not the same Gotham city no. um, look, a neon abomination it was a, it was a crazy it was like a futuristic neo neo character. Yeah, it yeah it's very cyberpunk yes yeah, yes it's something that you'd see in some sort of anime right. Thingy, right and um, it was a huge tonal difference and one of the things even as a kid I couldn't fathom was just all, how all the gangs were like dressed up with like face paints and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um like glow in the dark sticks yeah the glow in
0: the dark like, neon stuff I was just like this doesn't fit like this doesn't fit
1: it's just it was a weird it was just a weird thing to fathom like considering batman and batman returns were so grounded whilst i know the silly stuff with the penguin and the penguin um the duckmobile was oh, great yeah the duckmobile was awful like it that, <laughs> those things were a little bit joel schumacher I yeah well yeah. so they were a little bit edging out of normal um however those two films were fairly grounded for you know for a superhero film yes but these films were just like it's like almost like this film was set a hundred years in the future like um, right like in a in a like i say in an anime movie so the to i didn't like the total differences and i didn't like the neo world that we were living in now, yeah if, if i would
0: honest. agree so. i was not a fan i was not a fan like i love neon by itself like yeah. neon colors i love they're they're mm-hmm. my favorites but like In in a Batman world, like somehow they made it work in Batman Beyond, like a lot of the stuff with the Jokers and a lot of the stuff that Terry McGinnis does, like that kind of stuff, like it fits that theme. But also, again, just like you said, Batman Beyond takes place a lot further into the future. So for there to be those kinds of neon and the cyberpunk feel, it makes sense in that future set world. But like it did not. You're right. It didn't make sense as a continuation from what we had in Batman Returns. Like this film doesn't feel like a continuation at all
1: um do you know what, i'm just trying to think like um there's a character oh, i've gone blank on her name let's see if i can uh um, i don't know if I'm a new character right. yeah, there's a character punchline oh. no after punchline um oh damn i can't I can see her in my face and um like in my mind so I can see her in my face I can, see her in my mind. I can see her in my face I can see her in my mind damn I can't remember her name she was a new character that was created in the in um oh it'll probably come to me afterwards but yeah it, it, there was a character who was very neon who got created in the Batman comics fairly recently and yeah I just can't think of her name now it's, it's, it's gone from me but there's a new character who was created recently who was very cyberpunkish in the comics and um in the last year or in the last two or three years and she was really cool and kind of reminds me a little bit of this uh this world this, this world yeah yeah so interesting oh, oh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll remember probably after we record but anyway <laughs> yeah so there's there are a variety of characters in this movie it's a huge it's a big cast mm-hmm. um obviously val kilmer batman um, obviously, Nicole Kidman plays the, the sort of semi love interest. Uh, we have two villains in the Two Face and the Riddler. Uh, we also have
0: we have our first psychic.
1: Client- we have we have some semi people with, like you say, um, uh, they they have their own group of people, the villains. Our own with Chris O'Donnell, was Robin, and we have returning Alfred and Commissioner Gordon. Uh, and obviously, there's a sort of a bit of a cast around those people, mm-hmm. ca- cameos here and there um they all have a degree of screen time um but do you have a favorite amongst all of those
0: um I would say Two-Face honestly like if I had to pick one character Mm -hmm. only I'd pick Two-Face I thought while I was disappointed that we didn't actually get Billy D. Williams coming back like like you said they just jump straight into Two-Face as a villain we never get to see like uh, they do a flashback but we don't really get to see Harvey Dent become Two-Face um, but I don't know. There's something about stoic, old, crotchety Tommy Lee Jones playing this completely outlandish, ridiculous character that I just get such a kick out of.
1: I I was disappointed they didn't bring him back because when they introduced yeah, introduced him in um in the first the one, first Batman. Yeah, I, I actually well at the time obviously I was younger and didn't didn't really think about it, but. I've re-watched these movies over the years. And I was like, oh, what a shame Like they, they didn't, weren't clever mm-hmm. enough to set that up. Even if they wanted Tommy Lee Jones to have done it, why didn't they just put Tommy Lee Jones in the first one as a cameo? Yeah. Like That would have been cool. So, obviously not. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm kind of like not sure in regards to a favourite. Um, there's moments where some of them take it from like others where... I would say Tommy Lee Jones started strong as Two Face. I definitely loved the beginning. I thought he was a good good villain in the beginning. But I would say the person I enjoyed the most, if I'm going to be honest, was Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Really? Um, like out of all of them, like, because I'm really struggling. I honestly hated the Riddler. Val Kilmer was okay as Batman. I think he played played Batman well. But I liked the fact that Chris O'Donnell's Robin actually discovered the Batcave on his own. Mm-hmm. That, that it wasn't Alfred like walking down the stairs. Yeah, like know.
0: Alfred had done in the previous two
1: films. <laughs> but I like the fact that he he stepped up and discovered that, and I love the journey of... I, I didn't think Chris O'Donnell showed that much range as an actor, don't get me wrong. Not I think at he, all. But, but I did like his... To, to see the origin of the Flying Graysons, which is true to the comics, uh, at Haley's Circus, and... And I love the fact that he comes into his own as Robin. Mm-hmm. But one of my favourite parts in the movie was him where he steals the Bat-car, uh, like, like the Batmobile, sorry. sorry. Um, and then when he's throwing out names, which I thought was cool, he's like, what names? Bat-boy, Nightwing. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I like that, I like that. So I was like, oh, why can't you just be Nightwing now? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no, he, he wouldn't be Nightwing now, it wouldn't suit. But no, I thought I, I liked seeing the transit uh the, the transition transition sorry of of his character i thought yeah
0: okay okay i,
1: I mean <clears throat> I, i'll be honest with you it was a hard choice it was a hard choice for this film
0: i mean val kilmer as batman would have been my second choice behind two-face but not val kilmer as uh bruce wayne
1: yeah uh it was <laughs> i'll be honest with you overall it was a difficult um <laughs>
0: Yeah, but this rewatching this now makes me really want to rewatch the next one. Like I haven't seen Batman and Robin, and probably since right, probably since right after it came out. So it's probably two thousand would have been the last time. So over twenty years.
1: No, I'm excited too. I think it's going to be like fairly awesome to to see.
0: uh, Um, not Batman Robin. Uh,
1: (laughs) No, no, like (laughs) I've still never forgotten the opening line of Batman and Robin where it, Chris O'Donnell <laughs> says, says something like, chicks love the car or, or something something like That's that. That's what Val
0: Kilmer I, says in this one. It's the car, uh, right? Chicks love the car.
1: Oh, no, well, it's Chris O'Donnell says something like that in the opening film. I, uh, can't, okay. quite, I can't quite remember the, the, the line, but he says something. So my
0: favourite quote from this movie, and there are many, but my favourite is when they land on the island where Riddler and Two-Face are, and Chris O'Donnell says... Holy rusted metal, Batman! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I Val see, is like, "Huh?" <laughs> he's like, "The ground—it's full of holes, you know. Holy, and it's made of metal." <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I it actually love I love, I the okay.
0: well. Holy rusted metal, Batman! I still quote that to this day. <laughs>
1: um like i when he said that uh he was like i i just started laughing when i watched cuz i watched it this about an hour before we started recording and i actually laughed at that and i had to do a double <laughs> i had to do a double take and i was like i loved how he actually explained it going well you know it's full of holes yeah was, yeah
0: the ground it's full of holes you know holy and it's made of metal holy rusted metal <laughs>
1: I thought, oh, did you I? Know, I found her. So I've been desperate to find this. Right, The character that it made me think of was a character that James uh, Tinian created in his Batman run, uh, Miracle Molly. So.
0: Okay, um, I've I, heard of her, yeah.
1: Yeah, she is very neon. And very much when I was watching this film, I did think of Miracle Molly. Mm. So I don't know, I doubt he created Miracle Molly in any kind of tribute to this film, but she's very neon, cyberpunkish. And I thought she was a cool addition to the Batman comics. I think Neon fits perfectly well in a comic book yes not in this no
0: so, mm-hmm.
1: right. right okay so the structure not of much the, plot, the structure the structure of the movie right okay so let's just be honest that's it's a mess that script is paper thin the plot it's, is paper thin i don't it's even a mess know if it is a plot no there like, isn't
0: the, the plot is batman two villains and a love interest and a sidekick yeah, that that's it, and it's just like, okay, let's just throw all of that together in a pot and see what happens.
1: I think it's like they got a, they wrote down loads of plots, loads of plots, put them in a hat, and they and said you can pick one. you can pick six things out of that hat, like, and then just make it work.
0: Yeah, because the whole box thing and the absorbing people's brain weight, I yeah, no, that was. I mean, that's a,
1: that's a plot of a sort of I would say, early... that's
0: an Austin Powers plot. Like, it's just it doesn't well, belong like in a, a batman film
1: i was gonna say like it was like an eighty, or an 80s comic or actually more like something from like the batman tv series or something like yeah
0: it, something super oh
1: it's just yeah. it didn't
0: it didn't fit the time mm-hmm. period so i hated that the writing I, now i did enjoy the zingers like i i do holy rusted metal like that was really that was fun and then some of the stuff that edward nickman would say i got a kick out of that um Oh, what is it? Come on down. You're the next contestant on Brain Drain. <laughs> like I loved that kind of over the top stuff. Um but like you can't build an entire film off of zingers. Like you can't it doesn't work that way. You actually mm-hmm. have to have dialogue to carry everybody through the film. Uh so dialogue is very much lacking. Again, plot is non-existent. Uh I don't know. It's just <sighs> I keep calling it like it's like a neon nightmare. Like it's just colors and explosions and like one-liners, and it's just all of these individual elements that don't actually make a cohesive film. Mm-hmm.
1: With with um Jim Carrey, something I, I on the rewatch, I probably would have obviously looked over this at fourteen, but how it went from Jim Carrey as Edward Nygma poaching his um new device to bruce wayne bruce wayne's like no no if you need an answer now the answer is no it's too mm-hmm. dangerous etc suddenly he becomes a villain suddenly has all this money and creates this huge tower in the middle of the sea like, and i was like where did he get the money from like, oh but also... because when
0: he was stealing the brainwaves he was stealing all of those people's information because he explained it to tommy lee jones as like whatever people are thinking then i absorb it including bank accounts so oh, i think okay. he was just stealing the people's money from the brainwave machine
1: uh, okay but then also how did like it get built so fast because like that's quite a big building like with quite a lot of mechanics around it and... yeah how do
0: you build a metal island
1: also the 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 planning permission I like, just you know. I mean
0: it's Gotham we can probably bypass all of those things
1: well they, yeah okay maybe they drop <laughs> some money off but I just yeah. thought like has there been a time jump like did we jump forward a year like I don't know. I mean
0: I don't know I have no idea how fast you build a metal island who <laughs> I, I don't know these things.
1: But yeah, I thought that was kind of silly. But yeah, yeah, um, that was ridiculous. Most of this film was ridiculous and stupid. I'll go be honest. There's like you just say, there's moments in there like of joy. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to don't want to crap on this film too much, but there's some moments in there of joy. Like the, the one liners definitely. That holy rusty metal band <laughs> thing, I thought was brilliant. That was a real that was a real good good little yeah. nugget they threw in there for the TV show. Oh fans. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Alfred was brilliant with the one liners. Um, oh yeah. I don't think Val Kilmer had that many that I can remember, but yeah, he was fair. He was it was a sort of he was a good stand-in, shall we say? Um, he's definitely better than what came next. So.
0: This is true. This is true. Um,
1: so I like to say, what would you? I deliberately held this off because I went to say it earlier if there's anything you could have cut or changed, Oof. I'm going to say mine. I would put, probably cut out all of the Riddler and remove Jim Carrey altogether. Uh, wow. And I it made, it, it made this a much stronger Two-Face versus Batman film, like a much stronger film. I think if you'd have had Two-Face really tearing up Gotham City,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I think it could have been a much, it, you know, made it much more of a street film. Like, and yeah, I think, yeah, not not the stupid car race thing that we had earlier, but if you could have had that kind of high level impact that we had in the opening scene,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that would have been cool. Like, And had it be... And also, uh, in all honesty, I know I talked about Chris O'Donnell being my favorite. It's only because a lot of the others were quite weak. They should have recast <laughs> and got a much stronger Robin, somebody who had some range, and you could have had a really good Robin origin story in this. Well,
0: you, remember, you Tim Burton Versus actually had cast Marlon Wayans, and it just didn't make the film. So, so yeah, they scrapped uh, that altogether.
1: But if I could really, really have cut it, I would have cut. i would just actually not made this film, and I would have gone back to the Batman Year One thing that you said at yep, the beginning.
0: That's exactly so, what I would have done. I would, I would not have pushed the merchandise, and I would have made the Batman Year One film with Keaton. Um, if I couldn't have done it that way, I would not have gone the neon route. This I would have taken most of that out. I, I liked the Riddler. I liked Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Uh, I thought it was. To me, eh, he was an appropriate choice for such an eccentric character. Um, But yeah, I would have definitely just, I would have removed all of the neon element that would not have been in here at all. I think
1: Jim Carrey would have suited an animated version of this if they were going to. So do you know what? Like they do this kind of stuff now. They'll make a, like a Batman animated movie that's set between Batman three and four, for instance. Mm-hmm. And you could have done an animated one with Val Kilmer if if Michael Keaton had gone. If you know, if we were still sticking to this film, I would have cut out Jim Carrey and maybe done an animated, you know, one hour and fifteen minute movie with Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Just you know, Val Kilmer's Batman versus the Riddler animated film. And, you know, you could have even released it in the cinema if they really wanted to, but an animated animated film, just to bridge that gap between movies. And it could have been as silly as you like. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been an animated, but no, I, I just think Jim Carrey should have gone. But honestly, I don't think this should, film should have been made. It was terrible. So...
0: Oh, so, okay. So terrible, so terrible. What do you rate it?
1: I... This is the thing I'm a bit worried about next week, because... <laughs> but i'm just gonna you gotta gonna reserve
0: it. something for next week
1: but i am gonna just have to rate it as it stands it's gonna be a one out of five for me
0: so. one out of five okay i don't think i'm gonna yeah. go that low i think i'm gonna give this one uh a two
1: okay
0: i mean i'm not that much higher but <laughs>
1: <laughs> one out of five yeah you know, it tried its best but it it, it, it smashed the landing. uh it crashed and yeah they, they flipped the plane multiple times so
0: i remember being really upset when this movie first came out before i went to the theaters to see it just because it was so tonally different than batman returns so i was against it back then as a kid because it was not like the one before it um but then it turned out to be this film that i watched over and over and over and over and over again as a kid uh now it just doesn't feel the same like I have the sense of nostalgia for this one time that I've done it, but I'm probably never, ever, ever going to watch this film again.
1: Do uh, you know Now that we reviewed it and I can now remember, I, I don't think I've seen this film for a good 15 plus years. It is an awful film. Batman 1 and 2, I've watched loads of times. In fact, the mm-hmm. most I've watched out of all of them is Batman Returns. This one, not so much. I, I've always felt it was awful. So. Very Batman, over the top. Batman and Robin, I have watched a lot when it first came out but I probably I'm
0: pretty sure film. I've only seen Batman and Robin once like it only took one time for me to watch that film and I was like and we're done
1: <laughs> I think I remember that film coming out at the time and everyone was buzzing about Batman and Robin and like how they already I remember seeing a news report saying they'd already made casting choices for Batman 5 so that
0: would anyway. be fun facts to dig into for next week
1: actually there's one thing I want to say before we moved on I watched the deleted scenes for Batman Forever mm-hmm. and I couldn't quite piece this out but there was a deleted scene of two-face escaping from prison with um painting on the wall saying i'm going i'm, I'm going to kill the batman or something like that mm-hmm. and it, and it, i wondered if it was a scene that they potentially would have chucked at the end of this film so cuz i don't i obviously they it appeared that two-face was dead yes but but I wonder if maybe that wasn't the case and that's why they had this deleted scene of him breaking out of prison.
0: Interesting. And I thought, and
1: I thought that would have been a cool twist at the end to have shown yeah. him in, in Arkham and show him escaping or whatever. Not necessarily even to bring him back again, but just like that would have been a cool ending. To, yeah. To him.
0: Yeah, because of all the, of the two villains, I would have preferred Riddler to go and not Two-Face. But what can you do? Oh,
1: indeed, yeah. So next episode... This is going to be a surprise to you all, but we're going to be recording bam, an episode review with Batman, for, for, sorry, for Batman and Robin from 1997. And you can follow us on social media. We're Geeks on the H on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast: Google, Poppy, and Apple, Spotify, we're everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends.
1: Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Good journey. Good journey.